You're listening to Pints and Provisions Podcast with Mark, Brian, and Evan. Hashtag Meat Fest. <laughs> If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. I'm Caroline King. And I'm Ashley Powers. And we are the hosts of Bitch Beer. Every other Tuesday, we feature the women who brew, market, distribute, serve, and love beer in the hopes that their stories will inspire the women and men who haven't taken the plunge. We want to dispel the myth that craft beer is scary. We're here to prove that the days of being ridiculed for drinking bitch beer are over. Any beer can be bitch beer. Beer doesn't care who's drinking it. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and right here on the Hopped Up Network. Cheers! here live at Mark's house, Pints and Provisions Podcast. This is Evan. Uh, we are also joined by our southern foodie, Brian. Hey, y'all. Thanks. <laughs> Mark, thanks for hosting Meat Fest uh, no 2018. Problem. I'm actually surprised we're still uh, coherent enough to uh, hold a podcast here after all the meat that we uh, just consumed. Yes. I think that you were right in wondering, is it the humidity is why we're sweating, or is it the meat <laughs> is why we're sweating? I'm thinking it's maybe a little combo of both, but I think the meat sweats are playing a big part here. Yeah. We are we are actually out here on your covered porch in the elements, so if you uh, hear some ambient thunder. Um, it's kind of nice, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, cool, uh, cold front's pushing in here, drop the temperature, so actually is a yeah. nice reprieve. Um, Brian, tell us about what we're drinking. All right. So here you've got uh, an IPA from Bearded Irish, which is a collab with Jester King called Trickster. See us here on the can. I've done zero research because this is Brian, not Ryan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> made with Texas malt, Nelson, and Motuka. Montuka. There you go. Montuka. Uh, hops. So, yeah. Let's see. Drink up. I like it. Yeah. It's very good. Hashtag cultivate variety. There you go. There you go. On bearded iris. So thanks. You talk about the, the uh, color of this. Very very light. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a little. Um, it's almost like pineapple juice, not chicken broth. Right. Kind of color. So, but it tastes pretty light. I like the. I always like Nelson hops because it is a very grape forward hop. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of green grape, wine grape, forward. And once you describe it, I agree with you. Yeah. It tastes like that. So, real quick, let's recap the beers that we've already enjoyed tonight. Um, Or the meat. Well, let's do beers first. And then we'll get into the meat. And then we'll get into the meat. Sure. Evan, why don't you uh, recap the beers? Uh, What did we crack first? We had a, well, we we had a golden nugget. Was it the mosaic golden nugget by Topline Goliath? Goliath, yes. That was our um, prime the pump d- beer, d- Brian. Double, double dry hopped yeah. mosaic, yeah. Double dry humped, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Double dry hyped? 
hyped. Uh, yeah, humped, 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 yeah. Hopped. Yeah. We had that. And then um, Brian, we started off with... Bearded Owl, right? Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah um, it was their new... Uh, oh, my gosh. Crush um, me, uh, crush somebody. I, 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 I don't just hop, I just crush a lot. It's called, yeah, go. crush a lot. There you go. That's right. And it was, I think, Brian, we were talking, and I had it as a taster before I filled it up. One of their better IPAs to the date. Yeah, absolutely. Very, I very enjoyed good. it. Yeah. Um, uh, then we went Degard, to uh, the uh, Orchard. Orchard from Degard, and um, what did we have from Side Project? The Raspberry Beer de Pays. That's it. Yes. Yep. Very light, and quaffable. Both then of them. Both that of was them that was kind of drinkable. All, that was all pre-dinner when we were kind of prepping and getting ready. Yeah. So then um, dinner rolls around, and I think we. We chose the Blazon Saison from Bearded Owl, yep. right, yep. For, for dinner, and that paired very well with everything that was going on. Yeah, I agree. Um, Brian, Saison goes pretty good with barbecue. Yeah, yeah, very good. We're pretty good with meat in general. So, But we were snacking on some uh, of Brian's smoked chicken wings mm-hmm. prior to dinner, and I don't think any of the Hashtag wives... Hashtag meat fest. Meat sweats. Um, the wives <laughs> did not have any of those, which... We're, yeah, that's par for the course. Right. Yeah. Um, so then we had uh, Evan brought uh, a, a pork belly, smoked pork belly, smoked pork belly, and, and Mark worked even harder at. We had the uh, beef short ribs, smoked beef short ribs, the dinosaur bones. Yes. So like Flintstone, like kind of dinosaur bones <laughs> things. And the the texturing before we were setting up the menu tonight, Mark and I had the discussion that. If you're thinking brisket, you know, look at beef short ribs as a easier and just as good, if not better, um, beef item to It's kind of, it's like, I, I view it as a, a brisket that you can't mess up, really, because uh, there's enough yeah. fat on there. Um, but it, it's basically, when you're done with it, it's like brisket on the bone, and it's just, you know, it's juicy, and those bones slid right out, yep. and it's just, I mean, it... It is the definition of meat coma. You you eat one or two of those and you're done. done. You're yeah. done. Yeah. And you should mention that your enjoyment of uh, pairing coffee or coffee flavors with beef that 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 your uh, your spritz that you spritz your ribs with yep. included coffee. Yeah. And some other things, but but we were both talking that uh, that coffee obviously pairs well with beef. So yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, the whole you, reason we wanted to do this was to kind of go over you know, processes and better ways of doing it. So tell us how you did those. Sure. So, well, first off, let's just back up and we, so just to recap, we all kind of brought something different just so we didn't overlap. So Brian brought chicken, you brought pork and I, I did the beef. So yep. it was something all completely different, different processes for all of those, obviously. Uh, but just to kind of walk you through uh, mine. Uh, so uh, purchased the, uh, the full the full plates of uh, beef ribs from Alwyn's yesterday. Yep. And uh, got up early this morning. There's no, in my opinion, there's no need to, like, do any overnight prep or anything like that. So get up this morning. I'm, I'm a beef lover, and so I think simple is best. And so no complex rubs or anything, just uh, a, a coarse pepper and, and coarse uh, salt is about all you need heavily on there which will yep. help with the bark uh but brian you're talking about the coffee and i i'm a big fan of like uh 
uh, a hint of coffee with the big bold beef you know that that red beef that i like i truly enjoy the taste of beef but i think coffee pairs with it nicely so actually my spritz that i made uh had a few other things in it but what it did have as well is uh it had um some ground up and whole uh beans from a cxt actually a local coffee place that i just happened to have and i just kind of threw that in and kind of i let that infuse and and about every half hour when i open it up to check on it real quick that's what i was spritzing the ribs down with just a, you know it just adds just a, a faint hint overall but in my opinion when you're when you're dealing with beef i personally want the beef to shine through you know i don't want to mask that with marinades or with uh some complex rub that's real spicy or anything like that agree so uh salt pepper and just a light hint of the uh of the coffee just and i don't know you guys tell me what you think was it, it good? was awesome they were great yeah and, and you cooked what was your temp uh, right around, I, I pulled them off about internal temp of about 195 and let it rest. And so it conti- that thermal mass continued yep. to cook. Uh, a lot of times for beef and, and pork, actually, I think like the, uh, you know, that magic number uh, is like around 200 where yep. where fat starts to render down. And, you know, that's when you get, when I, when you, you guys saw me pull those huge dinosaur bones out of that, just slid right out, nothing yep. held. And that's. That's kind of when you know you've got that magic uh, temp just right to where it's uh, it's not overcooked, but it's yeah. uh, but it's not still like hanging on and like you know the not to get all but like the no you the can car- get technical no but it's like okay. the cartilage and the fat and all that yep. stuff starts to render down yep. and that's that's just kind of the magic when it melts in your mouth and you set the smoker to like two twenty five two fifty ish I never even bumped it up to two fifty I I. I went about 225 for just slightly over six hours. I think the final cook time was six hours, 15 minutes before I pulled them to rest. And what did you use for your wood? Uh, uh, for the wood was a blend of hickory um, and apple and there was a third one. Um, oak. Yes, oak. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oak's always good. And, 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 a, and blending, uh, I'm a big fan of if you've got hickory, blend it with something else because at some point hickory can become overwhelming or it's sure. all you taste. So, yeah. so and I think good. like beef, I think oak is like perfect Agreed. for beef. Yeah. And so, but uh, that that's kind of I mean anybody that's and listened to us as well. So yeah, anybody that's listened to me talk about it, that's probably one of my favorite blends. It's kind of a do all blend. Yep. You know, you you can't go wrong with it. I could use that same blend for pork, and it's going to turn out fantastic. You know. You yeah. might you might want to change it up a little bit for chicken or fish or something like that, but uh, for for pork and beef, it's it you, you can't miss with yeah. that combo. Yeah. Anything else about the pork ribs you want to? Um, not really. I mean, it's so spritzing. So so the the prep work uh, that I talked about is basically uh, clean them. Uh, you know, Brian Brian was commenting earlier about that there weren't a lot of fat on fat on them. I I trimmed them up. I probably spent about. 20 30 minutes this morning kind of trimming them get because you you want just um a not quarter e- of an eighth of an inch yeah i i, I trimmed it down because there's enough internal right. on these ribs yeah, that you don't beef. so i trimmed it down to it was probably about an, an eighth you know you know maybe there's a nice some, little thin layer there's some thinner spots there's probably some thicker spots but i tr- kind of consistently try to put them in about that um you know salt pepper and i let them sit for a little bit actually there's a 
you know, if you follow any sort of like a, uh, smoking forums or anything like that, there's kind of this debate whether or not to let let the beef warm up to room, room temperature, temperature or bring it cold. And I've tried it both ways, and I actually I think I'm more of a fan of pulling it right from the fridge and putting it on. I used to do it the opposite, but um, uh, I was reading on this forum where you know uh, you bring the cold meat, you set it on the the preheated um, smoker and um, you get a that meat starts to sweat a little bit more and actually that helps draw in and gives you a better smoke ring right off the bat hmm. so oh. and, and if you notice that thing we had a yeah, really nice, really nice probably uh, pretty consistent quarter inch smoke ring all the way around um, so I don't know I mean I don't know if that makes a big difference or not but I feel like I get a better smoke ring putting it on cold than I do oh room temperature gotcha. nice they were great and also the thing you mentioned is the is that you don't realize but is also popular is to cut the amount of whether you're doing a pork pork butt beef ribs is that you think you know a lot of stuff you read is like oh leave the fat on there and then it'll melt away or whatever but the the new thinking or whatever and i agree with it is to is to trim the fat down to where you've got you know, an eighth of an inch, quarter yeah. of an inch at, at the most, which is kind of weird to buy buy something and then you know, like that, and then just go hacking a bunch of the, right. the fat off. But it, I think it's a way to go. I mean, and there's a fine line there because you can get carried away, and you know, you could sit there and get real picky with it, and you end up cutting it off, and then you do kind of strip away uh, flavor, flavor, and also maybe you a potential chance to, for it to dry out a little yeah. bit because that fat helps keep that moist throughout mm-hmm. the smoking process. So 225 preheated the smoker. Trimmed it all up, salt and pepper, right? Put the thing on, and I'm pretty. I'm a big fan. You know, what's what's the phrase? If you're looking, you're not cooking. If you're looking, you're not cooking. So for the first hour, I do not even open that lid because yep. I that that smoke that smoke time is very crucial in my opinion. That's when you're getting that smoke ring and it, you're, it's really um, you know absorbing. So I I do not lift the lid for one hour. So one hour, I have my spritz. Crack the lid real quick, spritz it down, shut the lid yep. as soon as possible. Yeah, you know, maybe may or may not have snapped a shot for for uh, social media. So <laughs> of course, but uh, and then at that point, probably anywhere from a half hour to an hour throughout the six hour process, um, just respritzing. So just kind of, you know, I I went about my business today and, and you know was doing things around the house and. You know, 40 minutes, oh, I'm going to go open it up, spritz it real quick, set it back down. But the, the more you can keep that lid shut and allow that smoke in there, and, and that helps maintain the heat uh, in your smoker better. If you're opening that lid, you know, then you're, you're, you're constantly combating, like, a fluctuating temperature. Yep. And then you, you the other thing is you can actually kind of get a dirty smoke if, if you're messing with your air too much. So, like, if you... If you see a bunch of white smoke coming out of your smoker, that's not a good thing. It looks like you might think, oh, that's looks cool. It makes for a oh, good picture. Yeah. Oh, that looks great. Yeah, there's a lot of smoke coming out. But you almost want kind of this, what I would call like a blue clear smoke, where almost you can't see it. Yep. And that's, I mean, there's smoke there, but that's that's the clean smoke. You don't want that, that um, you know, that. that Heavy billowing. Uh, yeah, the, the harsh smoke. That can that can ruin your meat. So um, so the quicker you can get get that lid open spritz or mop whatever you're doing with be it. ready to go yeah and and don't mess around and get that lid back down you're gonna you're gonna have much more consistent um 
times on your and you'll start to get a rhythm down you'll know like oh i can do a pork butt in x amount of hours if it's this if if it's this weight you kind of start to learn your smoker and what you can do but if you're screwing around you know you might have company coming over and you you uh (laughs) you still got like an hour to go because you were looking at the meat every five minutes yeah yeah well it came out great we all enjoyed it i don't think that I mean, I didn't leave anything left on yeah. the plate. I, I battled through, <laughs> so, battled through. And there was a lot to battle through. So uh, I'm going to recap here. So we had, we had cornbread. Cornbread. We had, uh, we had cowboy baked beans. Oh, those which were. Which is like a loaded baked beans. And tell, tell us about those because those had more than just like beans and sauce. Okay. So uh, bacon and hamburger. And uh, so... Uh, brown that in a in a cast iron skillet, and um, so and we are now gonna we're gonna <laughs> pop. A, I, was, uh, I was distracted by this next delicious. Yeah, sorry, here. Here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So this is another. We're we're drinking some bearded iris uh, at the moment. This is another collab. This one is with Modern Times. This is Money Tree, it's double IPA, Galaxy Amarillo, and Cashmere. Cashmere, yeah. Cashmere hops. Yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. I'm there. You go. I know I'm doing all the talking because yeah. I'm on my own. He, Mark's talk, Mark's he is not talk usually and, the one so save to me some, have save me some. a, you know, the last one to finish the glass, but he is <laughs> this time because he's been talking. But. So but anyway, then, so uh, then uh, onions and um, uh, garden fresh green uh, peppers and then just a, a, just a small amount of fresh jalapeno peppers. Bring those all up uh, in the pan as well and pour them in with the, with the bacon and the, and the, and the beef and just getting that kind of a nice browned you know everything's rendering down there uh pulled those off and then didn't clean the pan and then then added uh maker's mark and and made like kind of a bourbon glaze with like all the drippings that were in that pan and then introduced the all the stuff back in let that season up a little bit and then added some different beans we had like probably three different beans uh that we that we put in there and just let that slow black beans pinto beans kidney beans um there might have been like a northern bean in there too maybe i can't remember what we used but really can't go wrong you went with canned though uh we did yeah 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 so um and kind of a you know easy you know it was easy for today stick them in the crock pot yep and just let them all like soak up each other all that stuff just kind of you know blended together and then uh the other thing would be pick a pick a barbecue sauce that you like and and pour that in as well and kind of stir that all up. So, uh, but so we had that and then we had uh, fresh sweet corn. Yep. We had uh, fresh coleslaw. Uh, help me out here, guys. Oh, a couple uh, different salads. Yeah, yeah. The coleslaw with the apples was yep. good, and there's another slaw in there. The salad. Yeah, I made the coleslaw with the apples to go with the pork belly. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yep. And then we had. The pimento cheese. Oh yeah, Brian made his famous uh, pimento cheese dip. So good. Yeah. Um, and then lots of meat. Spinach. There was a little spinach in there. I, you just had to put yeah. that on your plate just for color, so you <laughs> didn't feel guilty about. I didn't. I had something green on my plate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That wasn't like a pickle or something. <laughs> yeah. So um, obviously, I did the beef, and so maybe one of you two guys explain like your process for for what you guys brought. Um, the pork belly was rather easy. Uh, you do have to trim a lot of fat off of that because there is a lot of fat that comes with that. I mean, that's basically 
bacon. Yeah, well, like yeah, a slab of bacon. Yeah, basically, what you're doing are cubes of bacon rather than thin slices of bacon that you find in the store. But but you you buy it at about an inch thick. It was roughly. whole. I mean, it was a yeah. whole square so slab. It's not sliced. Yeah, and. You trim all the fat. Well, not all. I shouldn't say all the fat, but you trim a good hunk of the fat side of it, the fat back off of it, because mm -hmm. there's plenty of fat layer within the belly to give you plenty of flavor, plenty of you know, you know, kind of that that greasy, you know, buttery flavor. Um, so you trim that down. Um, I cut it into cubes. I rubbed it with dry rub and a little bit of olive oil, and then I just put those on. You know, a couple little aluminum kind of flat things on the smoker. Uh, I put it at about 225 because uh, I knew I was going to do it for about three hours, and three hours is plenty. Um, and I did a mix of oak and hickory. I think that's just because that's what I still had left from when I did brisket before. Yeah, but that's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. And you take that off and you put it in like an aluminum pan. And I actually ended up just throwing it in the oven instead of back on the smoker because once you cover it, you're you not going to get any more right, smoke yeah. out of it, right. so you might as well just go with the maybe easier pet version and just throw in the oven. Sure. Put a little barbecue sauce and a little butter uh, and a little bit of honey. Okay. And mix it all up, and it just sat in there until we came over. And then I never uncovered it because it was plenty. It was thick enough. You yeah. can add as much sauce as you want if you want to add more and thicken it up and be really, you know, kind of slimy, but... You know, I, I, a little drier because I knew we had the slaw. So, sure. and, you know, you can serve that as like finger food with, if you want to do just toothpicks kind of finger food. And I brought some buns. I knew the kids would maybe like a little bit of sort of pork sandwiches, but I just threw the slaw on top of it and ate it because, yep. you know, bread's only going to take up space that meat needs to be taking right, up in my right. stomach. So yeah, exactly. that's what I did. Right. I know in my my experience with pork belly. So a lot of times I will serve it like you just said with the uh, like toothpicks as almost like an appetizer. And, you know, you just you know you're just stabbing one of their little you know one inch by one inch cubes that you're enjoying. Yeah. yeah. But then like when everybody leaves uh, and it's the next day and I'm I'm hungry and I go to the leftovers. Oh. What I'll do I I'll take the I'll take those cubes and I'll fine chop them. You know, and then then you've got like a really nice. Uh, you could use that for pork belly tacos. You could use that for pork oh. belly sandwiches. I mean, like you know, I'm doing pork belly tacos tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, pork so. belly tacos for breakfast with eggs, maybe. Oh, it'd be fantastic. With a little green, like a little jalapeno, yeah, a little green chili or something. Green yeah, chili. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Right, thanks. Great. Thanks. All right. There you go. New idea. Brian, how about you? Yeah, well, the one thing you guys both have, you may have mentioned, but in previous podcasts, the pellet style smokers, right? You've right. got a Rectech and you've got a Traeger. So yeah. so your temp control with those is phenomenal. Set it and forget it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I went about my business today. I mowed my yeah. yard and yeah. played with the kids and everything else right, while exactly. I was cooking phenomenal beef right. ribs. Yeah. yeah. Pretty easy. Great. Yep. So mine, um, oh, the one thing, other thing I was going to mention, you mentioned that you had a slaw with it and I, I'm a huge pro proponent, whether it's pulled pork or, you know, pork belly or any sort of, you know, fatty pork, and you're gonna you're gonna smoke is slaw with with something like that is one of my favorite things. Something you know, a little vinegary or whatever to go yep. with the. I don't know if it cuts through the fat or heavier to go with contrast or whatever. Something, um, something like that. I love anyway. So I had uh, I had chicken and, and due to uh, especially due to family commitments, my time frame was kind of short. So I smoked some chicken wings. Um, 
last night uh, the, the prep work there was a, basically cut off the the wing tips, which is one of my I don't know if I have a pet peeve. If you bring me a smoked chicken wing, it's got a wing tip that I'm not going to eat on in there. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Trim your wing tips off. <laughs> I <laughs> like that. That's good. I, good I, tip. Um, and then I salted them to kind of get uh, to try to you know crisp up the skin a little bit. Salted them last night. Threw them in the in the refrigerator. Um, I went ahead and made up my marinade last night. Uh, it was basically soy sauce, Worcestershire. Um, there's a lot of like glutamates or, or things like that in there. Um, and then also the, I used uh, for instead of hot sauce, I used the gochujang for the spice. As, oh as my yeah. Marinade. Yep. And let me tell you that that added a nice touch. Yeah. It had the heat, but not like up front. There's just like this little lingering heat on the back of your tongue. Yep. That was not, I mean, it's just, it was very well done. That was a nice touch. I love that. That's like the, um, apparently that is like ketchup in Korea, the gochujang. It's, it has everything. It has the, the sweet, the spicy and the salty all in one. Yep. So anybody out there looking to kind of, you know, spice up their, whatever dish it is, Brian, you hit it on the mark. That's the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, if you like hot sauce or if you like sriracha, you know, go find some. So where, where could I find that? You now, now you can almost find that, you know, in like a three or four ounce container. You can almost find it at any grocery store. I think I bought it at the local grocery store. I didn't go to a specialty store or anything like that to get it. Hy-V has a Hy-V version of Goshujang. It's not as good as if you get the, you know, the stuff that is basically shipped over from Korea in the specialty section, but it does the trick. Yep. Um, so anyway, again, chicken wings, you know, small surface area. I did marinate those for about two and a half to three hours. Um, and then I threw them on to, and I actually just used my, my Weber kettle, given that they're not going to smoke for very long, kind of banked the coals to the side through a couple of, uh, cherry wood, uh, chunks on there. Nice. Fruit wood, big fan of fruit wood. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, especially with chicken. So that if anybody, it, it's probably if you've got hickory and you've smoked a chicken, you've ineb- inevitably oversmoked your chicken with you know right. hickory chunks or something like that. So um, some fruit wood for about an hour uh, with the with the uh, with the chicken wings. Took them off, and then I've got a, a barbecue sauce, blues hog barbecue sauce, a very yeah. sweet but good barbecue sauce. Um, so took them off after an hour. Mixed the chicken wings with the with the blues hog, which sweetens it up compared to all the other you know the marinade and everything else, smoke and and you know a lot of powerful flavors and then you add the sweet on there stirred them up and then threw them back on the smoker for another um 30 to 45 minutes at a little bit higher temperature to get them you know firmed up a little bit you know travel over here um to travel over here throw them in you know some aluminum foil and almost a cambro i wrapped them up put them in a put, put them in a cooler to keep them hot yeah made a good yeah good quick appetizer yeah any any uh those were pretty those were gone pretty quickly yeah it's funny that you uh, you mentioned the blues hog. So the the barbecue sauce that I made to go with the with the beef ribs was actually a, a mixture of blues hog and then <laughs> uh, 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 a black cracked pepper, uh, more of a Texas style, real real bold. I mixed the two together because you get kind of that the the sweet and heat yeah. that I like. With I love pepper. sweet heat. Yeah, so yeah. I, I blended them because some like I love the blues hog for for like chicken and pork because yep. it's real sweet, but super I, sweet. But I need yeah. something. Uh, got a little more bite on it right. for the beef, so yep. I, I blended yeah. them. So, I did um, uh, uh, stubs. Yep. You know, out of Austin, Texas, I did their sweet heat uh, for the 
and and since you add a little honey and just a little you know a little yeah. little bar, butter too, it, mm-hmm. it 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 takes away from the heat, so you don't get a whole lot of the heat. But you know, sweet with pork always goes well. Yep. So, what do you guys think of uh, the two bearded Irish collabs we're we're drinking here? They're great. I mean, <laughs> I've I've never been disappointed by bearded Irish. Everything that they're doing is fantastic. And I mean, I probably between the two. I really loved that the Jester King collab, yeah. but now that I had this one, <laughs> I yeah. think I might lean towards this one. Yeah, it's kind of two and different. This, this no, they're different looks too, right? They're definitely yeah. different. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely different. And this is the uh, Modern Times yeah. collaboration with Bearded Iris. So I always like Nelson, so I'm going to gravitate yeah. towards the the Trickster because Nelson is just one of those, and it's hard to get, um, especially as a home brewer. It's very difficult to get. Um, I think it's because it's in such high demand, but it always brings in a little bit of that vin quality to to beers, which, you know, if you're trying to get some of your friends that drink mostly wine to kind of try something that they sure. would be otherwise uncomfortable with in terms of a beer, that might be a good crossover beer with something that has Nelson. Like when we're talking uh, juicy haze bombs, uh-huh. I, I gravitate towards like the Citra. Yeah. Uh, the other one I really love is the Galaxy, and this money, this money tree has Galaxy in yeah. it. So it's uh, right in my wheelhouse. That's like a, that's like one of those just dirty fruity. Oh, love it. Hops. All right. So speaking of that, the other hops, cashmere hops, which I um, be perfectly honest, I've never heard of before. Does anybody know anything about that? I've heard of it, but I I don't know much about it. I I don't know anything more specific about that other than it's. You know, another one of those, um, I think it's a fairly low alpha, so it's a low bitter, high fruity kind of hop that you want to mostly dry hop or late hop with. So back to the meat, was there anything that we were missing in this meal that we that left you wanting more? Like when we were sitting there almost in a state of uh, meat coma, you know, slumped over, sweating. Un- unless you, Unless somebody did like a sausage. Or even maybe a turkey, you know, yeah. smoked turkey is always really good, but, yeah. you know, like a smoked sausage. That would have been nice. But, I mean, there was only three of us. Come on. <laughs> True. We but all, yeah, we all did that, what we could, that, and that we're, we're a, busy family people. That would that that would actually be nice. Maybe like a, maybe something a little more exotic, not exotic, but maybe like a, a duck sausage or yeah. something like that would have been really Or even like a nice. lamb sausage, maybe yeah. something with a little bit of herb quality to it because most of our stuff kind of had sweet. Yeah. But maybe a little herbal quality, I, I and I think do lamb a, always does a good I, job of that. I did a, a, a rack of lamb on the smoker a couple weeks did. ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just like you said, it wasn't it wasn't your traditional barbecue where we're going with barbecue sauce. It was all uh, we, we harvested fresh herbs from our garden. Like a wet rub, you yep, said. Yep, yep. Uh, blended it all up. It's kind of a herb garlic rub. Um, yeah. Slathered it on and smoked that and and. And those, they were great. Yeah. If if you like lamb, you know. So my my kids tried it. Caleb loved it. Uh, the girls were kind of like, eh. Yeah. Or pass. Yeah. Or you could even get a little venison, if sure. you really wanted to get adventurous. Venison is for the gamey sort of hunter um, mm-hmm. folks out there. What well, one other thing we talked about is what to drink with barbecue you know and something smoky what, what style of what style of beer or whatever you want to drink with with barbecue well i'll say uh so in the pre-process before i'm actually uh 
enjoying, enjoying <laughs> the meat when you're priming I, I the think, pump. Uh, yeah, priming. You know, during the process, <laughs> during the day, it's hot out. You know, I'm checking the grill. I'm I'm running around doing uh, things around the house here today. Um, and you know, I had a nice uh, nice lager from Founders. Uh, it's the uh, solid gold. Solid gold. I yeah. think I talked about it in the last podcast. I had a yeah. couple of those left. Those just went down really nice today. Low ABV, so crushable and just kind of hit the spot. I think maybe like a nice Pilsner or yeah. a Hefeweizen or something like yeah. that would be great as well. But uh, moving on to actually pairing it with the food. Yep. Um, I I I would agree with you. I really like the Saison, but I'm actually I would actually be okay also having like because uh, sometimes how do I put this? Sometimes I, you know, I I want my I want my good flavored beers by themselves, and then I want my good flavored food, uh, you know, I and I don't want one to mask the other. Yeah. So sometimes I think some like a very simplistic beer, yep. while you're having something very flavorful, works out well. So, yep. so I would probably also gravitate like I thought the saison that we had was perfect with what we had because it wasn't overwhelming, but I would probably even gravitate back towards like a like a nice light pilsner yep. or or a, a, a light lager or something yep. like that that just it's there's it, enough it, going on with smoke and that right. kind of things that you, you know don't it's need. like yeah I, you know super you, heavy you or don't whatever. want yeah. to have a no a bourbon barrel aged coffee stout with juicy beef but ribs. you'll dr- you'll drink a bourbon barrel aged coffee stout whenever True. Right, right mark yes i know I, mark well yeah i will yeah yeah but, i agree i mean if certain death though if you drink a bourbon barrel aged coffee stout and try to consume one of those beef ribs i mean like you'll have the sweats for sure i mean i think i think you're in the icu in like a, a in a comatose in a, a di- state yes, in a yes. diabetic coma <laughs> not a meat coma diabetic coma <laughs> but, yeah. uh, i don't know do you guys have a different take on that or is that i mean what's your guys's take on pairing uh meat smoked meat with with beer I'm of the opinion that saison. I'll I'll drink saison, especially with basically any food. But it's yeah, with with barbecue. I, I mean, what would, the the cleaner saison? I, I would always gravitate to yeah, saison Dupont or like a grisette or something. Just super, you know, like you said, super super clean. Yeah, which what? is interesting because if you think about how people like to try to pair wine with food, they kind of like to match. Um, intensities and flavors and aromas. So people look for a big, bold, juicy, flavorful red to go with red meat. I think with beer, it's kind of the opposite where you want something that doesn't distract and more complement where I think you're right. Kolsch's, Pilsner's, um, other lagers go really well with smoked meat because Mm it, um, it, it kind of cleanses the palate of all that intense meat flavor and barbecue flavor, smoke flavor, and still you can kind of crush that Pilsner or lager and still enjoy your Mm -hmm. smoked ribs or smoked, you know, pork without feeling like you got to go, like I said, get an insulin shot. Right. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Kolsch. If if we could get a good, fresh Kolsch, that might be... The perfect, yeah, right. Yeah. I no, I like Reesdorf Kolsch. Like if you go, absolutely, that is like the quintessence. It's Kolsch. Like yeah. there's a lot of craft breweries out there that claim they have a Kolsch, and unless you use 
yeast from Cologne. <laughs> it is not a Kolsch. It's a Kolsch style. And there's, I think, Schlafly, and we learned this, Brian, when we went down to Schlafly, they use a Kolsch yeast. Uh, okay. So they can call their beer a Kolsch because that's actually where their versus yeast comes Kolsch from. Style. Yeah. Versus okay. Kolsch style. Versus Kolsch style. So people right. drink the Kolsch from Schlafly so it's fresh. So okay. we can buy it fresh. We'll yeah. So like I said, yeah. when I went to the grocery store today looking for a Kolsch, I either want to find the Riesdorf, which is from Cologne, yep. or I go for Schlafly mm-hmm. because they actually... Be fresh. Which is going to be fresh because right. it only comes from like three hours away. Yeah. All right. So... That's a good idea. What, I'd be interested to sit in here kind of contemplating what other combinations would work. I would be, I would be curious about uh, pairing like a big, bold uh, barbecue meal with uh with a sour like i'm wondering like let me get your guys to take do you think like one side of me thinks like the acidity of that would kind of like uh you know opposites attract and that might work really well or do you guys think that would just be like too overwhelming of two different flavor clashes and it wouldn't work and it'd be a big mess I, my opinion would be if you did barbecue and let's say you only had salt and pepper so there's no barbecue sauce if there's nothing sweet associated okay. with it right then i bet you yeah. could do if you want raspberry you know raspberry right. you know you could almost you do could anything cherry, at that point yeah. it would probably like a, be really good like a brisket just right. a plain old brisket no yep. sauce yep with okay. like a with good, a nice little bark on that with a good cherry fruited sour another cherry beef kind of thing that yeah. would probably work okay i think what i think when it gets when you get off is when you've got you know, if it's sweet, which yeah. then, then, you know, trying to pair right. something with the sweet. I think you're right. You can get into a big um, sort of diabetic problem here yeah. with sweet beers and sweet barbecue. Yeah. So you just got to watch what you're doing. One more note on that that just uh, kind of jogged my memory here. I'm a big fan of, like, so if I'm doing, like, baby backs or spare ribs, like, I will, as I'm on the home stretch, I will go ahead and uh, mop the barbecue sauce on them as they're starting to kind of firm up a little bit, kind mm-hmm. of that last stage. But when it comes to like um, like these beef ribs or like briskets or anything else like that, I tend to um, serve them and and ha- have barbecue on the side. That way, it's not overwhelming of how much bar- because yeah. I think you can sometimes you can ruin a good. Yeah good piece of meat with just like the super sweet barbecue that's a great sound what do we got well um we have the original og dbr from cycle this is their barrel aged imperial stout um it's got looks like he like he's got the meat sweats too if you look at this guy right here mark's gonna mark's gonna take a picture and post this but you know our our, our buddy here on the bottle's got um Got the meat sweats, too, so I figured he'd be a good companion to have during our podcast. But <laughs> back when Cycle continued to make very consistent and awesome barrel-aged beers, which they still do to a very large degree, but, you know, they've had some recent infection issues with some of their barreling. Uh, this one still has stood out as one of the best. So, I mean, but the way that they've handled their infection issues has been... Professional? Pretty, yeah. <laughs> Unlike some other ones where they've kind of, you know, skirted around right. and, and sidestepped the issue where, oh, no, like it's not, it, it's not infected. You know, you're just getting this, that or the other. But um, I should probably go on the record as a shill for cycling, for cycle brewing. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. 
a tiny little, t- you oh, know, tiny little tap room um, that they have there down in uh, St. Pete. Pours nice. Oh man! It wow! Amazing. See now, this is like your aper, like not your aperitif, but your um, your like port at the end of dinner for barbecue, like a nice bourbon barrel aged beer. No, I was actually thinking when you were talking about what did we miss, I was like maybe bourbon. a good port wine at the end a of a big barbecue. So this okay. is instead of that. I will tell you, this brings me back to um, when we were uh, glazing that pan with the Maker's Mark. There you go. With that heat, when you pour that bourbon in, you get like, kind of like that flash, and like the oak just like nails you. I mean, like almost things in the nostrils because <laughs> of the barrel. And uh, this, this is right on point. Tons of yeah. tons of oak, big big bourbon. Lots of lots of oak, lots of vanilla sweetness. Let me talk about how Cycle always says, do not age on their stouts, yet you age them and they're still delicious. Does anybody else get like just a slight like maple in that? I feel like I get like the chocolate-covered. I always get that chocolate-covered cherry, like a dried chocolate-covered cherry, not a fresh cherry, like concentrated sweetness. I get kind of this like, Almost like an undertone of like molasses or sir, like kind yeah. of a syrupy maple. It, it is sweet, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah, good it's though. very sweet. Good on you, cycle. Yeah. Well, nice. Uh, the swirling the glass here. That nice it's legs. Got, it's got some great legs. It's it's hanging on. So very good. You know what? I think this is a great way to uh, end the night. I know our wives uh, are going to get owed um, shopping time, beach time for, you know, corralling the kids while we sat here and talked and podcast because um, every single child was wondering what we were doing. <laughs> um, if, if anyone listened to the last They're one. Like, are, are you guys going to sing into those microphones? <laughs> yeah, we're singing. We're, we're creating songs. If anyone listened to the last one, my two boys uh, did a little bit of the intro. We're going to try to have a little bit more fun with the intros. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that'll just add a little bit more... Uh, uh, just fun touch to what we're doing. So, well, cheers, gentlemen. Excellent yeah. night. Yeah, cheers. very to well Mark done. For hosting. Cheers.